First, let me address the mustache in the room. And if you're someone who just listens to the audio of these, I am rocking a just straight mustache without my regular beard. And if you're watching, you've certainly noticed there's something about a mustache that just stands out different than any other kind of facial hair. I've had times where I typically have my full beard and I'll shave it off and just leave the mustache and see people who I see every day at work and people say, you know, is that a fake mustache? And I'll be like, no, it's not a fake mustache. And they'll say, you didn't have a mustache yesterday. I said, well, I mean, not by itself. I had a full beard, but there's something about a mustache that just sticks out. Uh, the reason for the mustache is it is November, which also makes it Movember. I'm recording this on November 1st. I'll put it out on November 3rd. But Movember, if you're unfamiliar, is actually a men's health movement. And it's a movement started, I believe, in Australia by a few guys, and it's, it's spread internationally. And the kind of premise is that men grow mustaches during the month of November and try to commit themselves to healthy lifestyle practices and it's to bring attention to men's health awareness types of things, specifically things like prostate cancer, testicular cancer, but also men's mental health. And I, you know, not just to focus on the men, but I like anything that's focused on bringing attention to something in a positive way and doing something kind of fun with it, growing out the mustaches, those sorts of things. And I do think just from having done a couple podcasts with my brother about mental health stuff and then seeing the reaction from other people who came up and maybe mentioned that they had dealt with mental health things and I didn't know that before, those sorts of things. I think there's a bit of a stigma about that for everyone and it's gotten better over the years but also men in general, and that's, that's generalizing a little bit, but there is sort of this tradition of men not expressing how they're feeling and maybe not talking about their health. And just generationally, if the former generation or older generations maybe didn't take as much time to address their own mental and physical health. So... That's sort of an aside from the family time, but anytime you unleash a mustache upon people, there are questions. So, it's Movember, and that does kind of tie into our theme for this week, which is, don't wait. Last week for family time, and in my classes, we were talking about identifying our strengths, our individual gifts. And we did some great personality assessments, the Enneagram test. If you're looking for a personality assessment to just do a little self-reflection, I recommend the Enneagram test. I learned about it from a former student who did it in college. She sent it to us and or shared the, the test with us. And we did it with all my students last week. And it was really great to see students just reflect and kind of look at things and go, oh, yeah, I do that. That is something that stresses me out. And of course, those are never going to be maybe 100% accurate to each individual, 
but we found it to be really great. And the nice thing about the Enneagram test is there's a ton of information out there. There's a ton of resources out there directed towards people who kind of fall under the different umbrellas of the Enneagram test. So that was really great. This week, we're kind of moving from that and looking at the goals that we want to achieve and sort of the large dreams that we have and focus on the idea of don't wait to start chasing those dreams. That's something I think we do a lot. I've had the opportunity with having written a book and gone going through a lot of the steps of the publication process and and looking at when that book might be released and the marketing things that we're doing for it, had a chance to speak to some different groups and talk to different people about that process. And I've had a lot of adults, I've had a lot of kids talk to me and say, I want to be a writer when I grow up, or I want to be an artist or something like that. And I say all the time, I'm very fortunate because I have a job that is a job little kids talk about. You ask little kids and oftentimes they want to do these creative things. They want to be an artist. They want to be a writer. They want to do those sorts of things. I get to do that. I teach English and I teach visual arts and I, I get to coach. I get to be around sports. A lot of kids want to be around athletics. I get to do those things and I'm very fortunate for that. But I always tell people, just start. When a kid talks to me about... Do, I've had kids ask me, do you think I could write a book? I said, yes, you can write a book right now. Just start writing. Just start drawing pictures. Whatever it is you want to do, just start. And the same message goes to adults. I've had adults, some of whom are quite a bit older than me, say, oh, it's always been a dream of mine to be an author, to write a book. Good. It's not too late. Start writing right now. And it doesn't need to be a fully formed idea. No book starts as the full story. Start with whatever idea you have and start writing in some way. It doesn't even need to be. I think sometimes we romanticize the idea of chasing these grand pursuits and we think that maybe writing a book, for instance, has to be setting ourselves away at a cabin, hammering away at the typewriter or the computer and, and rolling out this entire script. And it doesn't need to be that at all. In fact, I think it's very rarely that. Anything that I write or come up with usually starts with hand-scribbled little notes on, on anything. Scraps of paper on sticky notes. I always have sticky notes in my pocket that I folded up and I've just jotted some little idea that sparks in my head and I don't have time to flesh it out in that moment so I can come back to it later. I have notes is saved in my phone and on my computer and on different notepads all over my house, but that's how things start. And that goes for anything. I'm using the example of writing a book, but it's absolutely anything. If you want to learn a new skill, and it could be anything at all, you want to learn how to do a home improvement thing, if you want to learn how to skateboard, whatever it might be, take the first step. Just do it. Don't wait. Don't wait until tomorrow, though. I think the biggest thing that keeps anyone from accomplishing what they want to accomplish in life is fear. Fear is what keeps us from anything that might be potentially good in our lives. And it's the fear of the first step. That's often the most terrifying thing. 
I'll, I'll say that when I get a new athlete into the weight room for the first time. And I'll tell them, you're in now. You already did the hardest step. You got here. You, you got over the, the fear or maybe didn't get over, but pushed through maybe the anticipation, the anxiety, the uneasiness of coming into an area or maybe you're not familiar. Maybe you're concerned what other people might think, how you'll look, that you're not going to be strong enough, those sorts of things. You've made it through that. You're here. And you did your first workout. And that's really the hardest part too is at the beginning of exercising, of lifting weights, you're probably going to be sore for the next couple of days. But eventually you adapt. And you get used to it. You're not sore anymore. And you get stronger. And you start to build confidence. And that's one of the reasons that I love athletics. One of the reasons I specifically love strength and conditioning and being in the weight room is more than a lot of areas, you can really see that process. You can see someone come in uneasy and uncomfortable and start making gains, start getting stronger mentally and physically and getting more confident. And that's really the process of success in any endeavor. And we're afraid to start things a lot of times because we're afraid of failing. We're afraid we're not going to be very good. We're afraid of what others might think. And the truth is, anytime you start something new, especially if it's some grand endeavor, you're not going to be very good. That's just the bottom line. That's the way it is with everything. I have said many times I feel bad for the first students and athletes that I taught and coached because I wasn't very good at being a teacher and a coach. I still don't claim to be great, but I've gotten a lot better. It's a process, but you're never going to be good at anything if you don't start. If you don't take those initial hits and keep moving forward. Anything that you do, you're going to be bad at at the beginning. I, I use the example with my students of, of a little kid learning how to walk. It's not, they don't stand up one day and just run around the room. It's this process of pulling themselves up, falling down, pulling themselves up again, taking a step, taking a few steps. It's this process and eventually they're running and they don't think about it anymore. It's just natural. You don't have to think about walking at that point. And that's the process of learning anything, achieving anything. So it's important to do little things to try and get past that fear. And I think one way we can kind of reframe it is if we have to be afraid of something, be afraid of taking your dreams to the grave. Because, I hate to say it, that's where most dreams go. They die with the people who had them. But I don't believe that's why we have the dreams that we have. We have the dreams we have to accomplish them. Otherwise, we wouldn't have them. Any dream that you have, it was given to you. It was put in you for a reason, and that was to accomplish it and put it out into the world. I truly believe that. Because nobody has 
the same skills, the same ambitions, the same thoughts, the same dreams that you have. So those dreams were put in you for a reason. For you to go get them. And there's going to be people in your life, they're probably on right now, who tell you you can't accomplish your dreams. Who tell you how hard they're going to be. And accomplishing dreams, especially big goals, is difficult work. It's hard business. But there are going to be people who try to hold you back from that. Who try to tell you that it can't be done. But you need to understand that has nothing to do with you and it has everything to do with them. It has everything to do with their fears. I don't place any blame for people who don't think others can accomplish their dreams. I try to understand it's about their fear. About their fears or how they feel about not chasing their own dreams. And a lot of times, and it's a hard thing, is people around us will sometimes want to hold us back because they're afraid of losing us. That if we accomplish our goals, our dreams, then it maybe leaves them behind. Or maybe highlights the areas where they didn't chase their dreams. But you have to put that aside. And not feel angry toward those people. Not feel bitter. But understand that's about their fears and it has nothing to do with you. So what I want from my students this week, what I'm going to have them do is I'm going to have them commit to something. Tell me something they're going to commit to doing that is going to feed into a dream of theirs. A larger aspiration. And I want to know what the bigger goal is, the larger aspiration, but I want to know something simple that they're going to do to start working toward it. Because we often put things off and wait for some grandiose gesture to change our lives or to set us on a new path or to start pursuing our dreams, but that's very rarely the case. Most successes come with slow, methodical work done day after day after day. That's not romantic. It's not pretty. It's not poetic, but it's the truth. And I think it's so important for us to focus on those little things that we can do. People want to put things off to a New Year's resolution. Ah, this next year I'm going to get in shape and I'm going to get my life in order. I'm going to start chasing my goals and my dreams. That's not realistic. It's, your habits aren't going to change because of the date on the calendar. Or people... People think, oh, once I do this, or once I reach this goal, or, or once these things change in my life, then I'll start that. Once I have more time. I'll tell you, there is no more time. There's only today. Tomorrow is a myth. And you might say, well, there was a tomorrow yesterday. Yeah, not for everyone. That's the truth of the matter. There are some people who aren't going to wake up tomorrow, and the truth is you might be one of them. So it comes down to what are you going to do today? And hopefully there is a tomorrow, and a tomorrow after that, and another tomorrow. And if you add up all those little things you've been doing, they become big things. And as you create habits, just like in the weight room, as you get stronger, it gets easier. 
And you're able to do more with each day. So if it is writing, for instance, start jotting down some simple things. But do it today. Don't wait. Right now, if you have a thought in your head, jot it down. Then tomorrow you do it again. Maybe you add on to that thought or you jot something else down. But it's going to keep growing and it's going to keep changing. That's the process. A little bit at a time over and over and over again. So that's what I'm going to have my students do this week. Is commit to something. To some small act, some small measurable act. That they can either say, yes I did this, or no I did not. And I'm going to have, I'm going to check in with them. And talk about how it relates to this larger goal. And what that looks like. Track that process. So focus on that. Don't wait. Start chasing your dreams today. Have a great week. Much love.